We are coming to you with the unspoken words. This is a Red Road Perspective. With humility, experience, reflection, and that unique style of indigenous humor, we discuss the issues that affect our mind, body, spirit, and emotional well-being as natives in recovery. Wobriety. Community, accountability, transparency, and service work. Uh, hope. Hey, yeah! Are you ready? Unspoken word episode 23123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123123
Over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus. He's the pod gotti, the two time co champion, Randy B. Say show duh. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> I about a year. Yeah, that brought a smile to my face. Show Oh, uh, I remember that one time I said it. I said, the two time co champion. You're like, yeah, champion of nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's about a year ago. <laughs> About 50 episodes, 52 episodes ago. 52 episodes ago. Hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Ah, hey, ah, And that is the Unspoken Words Triad. Yeah. And I'm from where that pave is not road. Uh, pave is not road. Where that yeah. pave is not road, damn it. You know that little speck of chicken shit? <laughs> or that little white speck on chicken shit That little white speck is chicken shit too <laughs> guy was a cowboy A cowboy hey. you, you know what The look on George Strait's uh, face is priceless in that scene That part about that? Remember when he goes to visit that uh, His aunt or their grandma or whatever Yeah She uh, goes uh, There are no answers only the search. Dramatic <laughs> <laughs> guy. Uh, too sacred. <laughs> I know the part that got me was like, um, I don't know, when I was a kid, I thought it was funny. When she's like, he's like, well, why don't you come up and talk? Or why don't you come up and visit? You want to come out to dinner? He's like, she said, you don't bother a man when he's working. <laughs> <laughs> George Strait when he acts like a tough guy. Go on. Hey. Get your ass out of here. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go on. <laughs> You know what's funny? I've actually been watching that movie a lot Bro. lately. Yeah, that I literally just bought that about two months ago. Oh, then, uh, I'll, I'll watch it anytime it comes and on. Yeah, I bought it I on the Apple TV store. You know what else came on? What? To give Greece. To make all okay. Your it was on uh, country music. Uh, what is it? In CMT? all the world. <laughs> you <started. laughs> You'll never find. Go ahead, keep talking. Oh, anyway. You'll never yeah, find. Yeah, I, I had to sit there and watch it, man. Yeah. Uh, start dancing. True. Uh, why? <laughs> were, were you and watching me? Along the way, you, don't? See me? <laughs> you mean you don't dance? That wasn't me. What? You that don't? wasn't me. What you can get like the sing along version too. Yeah, like like it has the words at the bottom at like like a special DVD or special features or whatever they call it. Yeah, you or know like what? The old Disney sing alongs, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. So. The reason why I started watching, it's funny that you guys brought up Pure Country, right? Yeah. yeah. But you remember, like, the whole gist of the story? Like, you know what it was about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, George Strait is this, like, fell in love with music, started playing the guitar, started singing. Like, man, he loved it, right? And it got real commercialized. Yeah, and then it started becoming a business. Yeah. started becoming, you, you know, like, something that like it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, so like he's like, man, I stage. feel like that chicken on the stage, and I'm yeah. walk away. Yeah. I'm tired of the smoke, the lights, I'm tired of the entertainment, I'm tired of the show, right? Yep. And then at the end, he's like, man, I want to go back to the basics. Yeah. Just um, me and my guitar. Yeah. Uh, so I took that basically like God was speaking to me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's exactly what I feel about ministry today. Mm. Yeah. I feel like George Strait, not that I'm something special or anything like that. Oh, yeah, but yeah. No, no, no. I felt like George Strait. Oh yeah. Where I'm tired of the smoke in the in the in the mirrors. Yeah. I'm tired of the dancing chicken. I'm tired of the show. Yep. What I want is the reason why I came to believe in Christ. Yeah. When he saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um and I called out and you know, got delivered from, from meth and, and, and all that stuff. 
back to my first love. Yep. That's why I downloaded Pure Country. Like you wouldn't think. Like that. I've never watched it. I've never like. I remember watching it when I was younger with my grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like I had this overwhelming sense to download or to buy it. Oh, nice. So I bought it on my Apple Apple TV, whatever, and I've been watching it. Um, I love it. Yeah, but that was kind of like the that's my cool, own revelation. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that is cool because man. that's how I felt. Like it's like, man, we got to get away from the entertainment. And just let ministry be about who it's about. Yeah. And that's just showing people the love of Christ inside of me. And I've been a poor example, right? But. Oh, I don't know about that. No, but. <laughs> I, 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 no, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I feel like that's how I feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, it's really like, man, I've never let go of Christ. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm tired of all that. Yeah. I just want you. Yeah, and that's why, like, yeah, Pure Country is like one of my favorites right now. Heck yeah, man! I love that movie. I'm I gonna go home it. and watch it tonight. I can dig it, dog. It's dope, man. Uh, it's a nice movie. So what you what you need to do is go out to the country first, get your ass kicked, and then have a nice lady take you home, <laughs> put you up in the in uh, her bunkhouse, bunkhouse, what a bunkhouse, bunkhouse yeah. and come to breakfast, and they'll stare at you. <laughs> like he got beat up. Protecting my honor. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Y'all thinking he's a chum? <laughs> you know, saving his life. <laughs> oh, that part cracks. You know, he's just laying there in the rain. He's all beat up. <laughs> oh. Man, that was some poor acting, though. I mean, <laughs> it's not the greatest acting. Yeah, it, like, it's a cool story, though. When you look at it and it's like, man, like this is how it really was. Like Because now, like we're... Freaking it! It's amazing, huh? Yeah, I think a lot of these movies are AI, man. I mean, ring the conspiracy theory bell, but I think they are. Yeah, I think a lot of them are just AI. There's maybe some acting, but a lot yeah. of it is AI. I mean, it is, especially like you look at the Avengers, those movies. Yeah, a lot of CGI, but with CGI, yeah, it's AI. Yeah, I heard. Uh, so I read something today about AI, right? Yeah. Uh, this guy uh, used to work at Google, got fired, whatever. Did you guys see that story? No, I didn't. And then uh, where it comes, like he said, we're not ready for AI. Like AI is so, oh, like yeah. w- we're still in the experimental stages. Uh-huh. And these guys are getting ready to release, like <laughs> it's already been released, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's saying that it's so advanced that we're not even, like we don't even know where we're at really. Like yeah. we're still experimental stages. I mean, I think all the warning signs are there, like within the movies, right? I mean, like, like iRobot, Terminator. Yeah. I mean, it, you turn it on, and even then it's like, oh, I see what the problem is. It's mankind. They're a cancer to the world, and it starts getting rid of us. <laughs> I mean, it's all in every, like, robot movie. Yeah. They turn on us. I mean, what are they? What makes them think like that? Like, it's so far advanced, what makes them think that they can control it? Right. Right. What, do you, what are your thoughts? I just unplug it. <laughs> See, that's that. That there lies the problem. Okay. AI is the internet. You unplug it, it'll just go to a different part of the internet. Well, then there always has to be a back door. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
This guy in his back door. <laughs> I set him up. You knock him down. <laughs> no, you know, like how they have like like all those. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just something that they do on the movies. But remember, they have like they always have those kind of like a power pro- switch. Those computer programmers have a way to get in there to like the emergency yeah, shut off <laughs> to hack their own system so they can yeah pull the plug like the gas station with the gas pumps. Yeah. Are those things on there by magnets in case you drive off? Yeah. They must be. Yeah, so my wife drive, drove off with one a few months ago. <laughs> and it was just a magnet just popped off. She went back and gave it back to them, and they just, <laughs> they just put it back on. They just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, my bad. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Huh? I, like, uh, I drove off with this. I, I found this in the road. <laughs> Somebody must have drove off with this. Those, they, those, they, darn, uh, those darn teenagers. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of that? Those guys were trying to stop that girl with her. She had one in hers. And then she got out of the car and she was really cussing him out. Why are you guys following me? I'm recording all this and, blah, 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 and just kind of went off on him. Yeah. And then she got, when she went to go get back in her car, to get it, <laughs> that's when she noticed it and she took it out. <laughs> they were just trying to stop her to, yeah. to tell her that that thing was dragging in her car. And then she got out and got all mad. And, Why are you guys keep following me? I'm recording all this and blah, blah, you guys are harassing me. And she just went, like, went off and <laughs> started walking back to her car. And they were still recording her and she saw the. That gas thing in her car and took it out through the ground. Shafted. I wonder how long it took for her to laugh at herself if she did. Oh, maybe. I don't know. If, if she saw that video, she probably didn't laugh at herself. She probably just felt like a big butt cheek. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, speaking of butt cheeks, I heard a good one this week. <laughs> okay, so, you know, the word butt cheek, you know, spout out. Yeah. Um, is it together? Or is it spread apart? Doja. <laughs> exactly. Butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. Is it uh, so crowy? Like, <laughs> one word or two words? Is it together or is it spread apart? Together. <laughs> I would say two separate words. <laughs> no, you gotta say it like, is it together or is it... Spread apart. <laughs> when I write it, it's definitely together. Dooja. Yeah. My, my butt cheeks stay together. <laughs> no, I, I don't think there's an answer. That's funny. Just for yeah, laughs. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good icebreaker. Yeah. So whenever you're in a organization meeting like yeah. that, when you're ever at a uh, organization social, feel free to use that. For free. <laughs> for free. For free. Pick up lines. Thank me later. Pick up lines. Yeah, good. on your first date. No, I like that one you posted. Tell, tell that one you posted today about she thought we were going on our first date. <laughs> she thought we were going on our first date. And I, let me check it out. Real yeah, yeah, check it out real quick. Now, I got a couple of questions for you guys. Too. Right, let's she thought we was going on a date. Took her and signed her up for treatment. (laughs) (laughs) When I shared it, I said, let's go, baby. I got you. (laughs) That was awesome. Then I commented on there and I said, sober up. I want us to be together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got a question for you guys real quick. You can time travel. What one event would you like to go back and witness? 
What event? One event? Yep. Uh, One historic event? Whatever. Yeah, historic, of course. Let's... Thought you meant... No, I'm just kidding. Um, You what? No, I was going to mess around. Emancipation of proclamation or whatever. But just... Because Reading I don't use those slaves. big words. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying because it, it was big words. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know what event I would go to. I know. That's kind of crazy. Out of all the awesome things, like. I'd go to 1492 and say, we're full. Go home. Or just go on a killing spree. Yeah, just start attacking the ships. <laughs> <laughs> Get all the natives together. Instead of letting them land, but. I think, I don't know, when I think about, like, I kind of think sports, right? Like, I automatically go to sports. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> but recently had the opportunity, and, and I know we all have our opinions or whatever, but I've yeah, seen yeah. LeBron break Kareem's record. Yeah. And for me, that was, like, cool. Like, I was on a, a high, even though, like, I didn't have any investment into it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not even a fan of LeBron. Mm-hmm. But previously, I made the mistake of not appreciating Kobe. Yeah. Until he retired. Yeah. Um, but now, clear-headed, had the opportunity to see LeBron do something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like that's history. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to watch that live, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so that would be your event. I mean, yeah. Go back to that. Okay. Okay. But you. Now you, now, now you got me thinking about sports, but I mean, I, I get that because same thing with um, MJ. Yeah. You don't really appreciate any of that until all of a sudden, man, that was freaking 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, man, and then you, like, you try to explain it to, like, this younger generation, like, who MJ was. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I don't know. I think on some level they kind of get it, but they kind of don't either. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they're watching old YouTube videos. And things like that, and then it's like, but it's like kind of like our generation. They're missing out on the whole experience, yeah. Because yeah. like, like since like whatever, like there's nobody to do that mm-hmm. before him, yeah. You know, so that whole experience, that whole context. So I get, I get what you're saying. I think I would watch like sports. That's what I would do. I, I think not that I wouldn't go back to that event like what I said. Yeah. Because it was so recent. I'm just saying like I had the opportunity to witness that. Yeah. What I would go back to is MJ's um, reign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to watch those final yeah. games and, mm-hmm. and and experience that as a man. Oh, yeah. Because I remember like we just got back from our eighth grade trip when he did that move on freaking uh, Russell. Yep. And like we literally like just got off the bus Ran down to our friend's house, like we were all in there and we all watched it together. Oh, nice! Like right when we walked in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that's what I always remember. But I would go back to something like that, yeah, because that is history. We didn't, we've never had a Michael Jordan since. Yeah, I remember when he did that move against the Lakers, and when he like uh, Sam Perkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. And pulled it down and went up with the left. And I remember watching it in real time, and when we seen it, it didn't really seem like much because it happens real quick. Yeah. 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 And then, like, then after they showed it in the slow-mo, then that's when it was like, wow. Yeah. I think <clears throat> with that one, it didn't really, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, so what, he switched hands. Um, but when he explained it later on, like in the interview, he was saying he went up and then he seen Sam Perkins coming, and that's why he switched. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, yeah. But yeah, but I remember I remember seeing that, watching that, uh, watching that game. But when it, when it, in real time when it happened, it didn't seem like much because it was real quick. Yeah. But then slow mo, and then yeah, like oh, after what a move! It, yeah. yeah, what a spectacular move! I was only about uh, eight years old. If 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 I was to go back, I mean, now that you say that, that that'd be pretty cool to check out. I would go to one of those old timey baseball games, yeah. like in the early, like way back when uh, Fenway or. God, I hate to say it, the original Yankees, like Babe Ruth and all those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't stand the Yankees, but respect where respect is due, right? Like yeah. murderer's row. Man, you probably be roasting, man. You see the people in those pictures, like wearing full-on suits. Suits, like man. They're, they're, like going to church and stuff. Degrees. Yeah. Man, it must have been a lot cooler back then. Like temperature yeah, hats and... Oh, yeah, I don't know. Probably just dripping all stank up in that stadium. Probably just sitting there's no deodorant either. <laughs> no deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I god. I can take my smell. own. I take my own and some mentholatum, and then I don't have to <laughs> <laughs> put mentholatum in my nose. Yeah. Just all stink. They're all assed out in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Out. Um, I don't What's know what the I equivalent of boiled meat. What? <laughs> Our boiled ribs. Remember <laughs> what did they say about natives that? The oh, hot yeah. springs, well, me, yeah. So with know. the, I don't know. I can't say be too derogatory. Oh, okay, just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, never heard that? Uh. Uh-uh. So like, whenever there's like a big native gathering at the hot springs, they, I guess there's gonna, I'm go in there and smell like boiled meat or something like that. Yeah, huh? yeah. Or even like when there's two, like right now, two native. Guys, that two native teams playing in, at the tournament, like the big high school ones, they say, oh, it probably smells like boiled meat in the metro. <laughs> <laughs> All those natives. <laughs> you never heard that? Uh-uh. uh-huh. I probably did, <laughs> but oh, that, that, that's funny. But I know, mean, last year, last year, Lodgegrass and Harlem were playing the semifinals at the state tournament. <laughs> And I made a post that said, Price smells like menudo and brick breeding. Oh, 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 I got oh. no love. <laughs> <laughs> About five people ha ha it. <laughs> they thought I was too mean. <laughs> I don't smell like menudo, do I? Man, I would um, <laughs> start showing yourself up. <laughs> I don't know what I would go back to. You guys bring up some good things. I, I have no clue. Say, I'll ask one more question here. If you could know the truth behind any secret or mystery, which one would it be? Anything. I'd want to know how they made all those ancient things like Stonehenge and then those um, big Easter Island heads. Yeah. Those aren't actually heads. They're full-on bodies. Well, yeah, whatever they are. They're they're excavating them now, and they're full-on Those two, and then there's statues. Like, yeah, like those weird things like that. Like those, because, you know, they don't have no explanation. I think that that just came to mind because I was watching something about it on History Channel or whatever, like uh, Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. And they just can't quite figure that one out. But it's like acoustic, but it's also like lined up with the the sun and the the solstice. And they're like, actually, it's like lined up with the medicine wheels here in North America and South America. There's medicine wheels and they're like all lined up. Yeah, see, so what is that? But Stonehenge, remember, it's like oh, yeah, 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 big old rocks, yeah, those rocks, like they could be uh, uh, epicenters of um, energy or Mm -hmm. whatever they call it. Yeah, I can't even remember that what what they call them, but 
like people the ancient people knew like okay this is a hot spot for some some spiritual energy so they that's what and then but they just somehow all lined up yeah yeah what about you where would uh <clears throat> what mystery what, would you I, know i man to be honest you know what like <clears throat> i've been thinking about this a lot lately but, and not to get like traumatic or anything but i like i want to know why we're here like yeah. why god why did you i i know what the bible says yeah yeah, yeah. but like why like <laughs> what what's our prayer like yeah. as a whole yeah like we just have a creator that created all of humanity some are good some are bad yeah but it's like and i know we're in like the religious answer is say oh to worship yeah yeah which it I is, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> but, like, really, what's the purpose? Yeah, for human beings on Earth, like, what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> I would like to know that too. Uh, but you, I think I think yeah. our heads would explode if we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or or it could just be that. But then I don't know. That's not enough for us. Yeah, like. Like really? That's it? I mean, not to downplay that or not anything, but I get where you're coming from because uh, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, hmm, am I really just here to go to work and go home and eat and hang out for a little bit and go to bed every day? Is that my purpose? Is that what I'm really here for? You know, I start yeah. thinking that way. I'm just here <clears throat> for the menudo with boiled meat. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, I enjoy life. I love yeah. it. Like, I love, like, the growth. I like, like, there's so many things to love about what we go through as people. Yeah. But it's, like, really at the end of it, like, it's, like, God, like, why are we really here, though? Like, what's our purpose? And I don't want, like, a religious end. I want to know, like, like, imagine having a relationship so close to God, like he tells you, right? Like, well, this is why I made you. Yeah. There are no answers. Yeah. Only the search. (laughs) (laughs) You know my favorite quote from that? Which one? Shorter the ride, longer the car. <laughs> Showbiz. Showbiz. <laughs> How about Remember you? that when that valet spins around, he jumps? <laughs> <laughs> that girl's brother. Yeah. <laughs> that part always cracked me up. JW. Yeah, JW. <laughs> he looks like a little firecracker too. Huh? Yeah. Ready to scrap. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, of course, I would want to know what is Bigfoot? Ooh. Like, I don't know. I watched this documentary. It's called Discovering Bigfoot. I believe it's what it's called. It's on uh, it's on YouTube, and it's on Tubi. That's why I watched it on Tubi, and then I found it on YouTube. It's a free documentary. This guy goes out. He's like an ex-Navy SEAL. or No, he's like a ranger, ex-ranger. And this was something that was kind of intriguing him and knowing, having all this skill to like survive out there in the wilderness by himself, you know, with nothing more than a backpack and some matches. Uh, he go, he, he started going out to these places where there's a lot of sightings of Bigfoot and stuff. And supposedly in this documentary, he has footage of them. And some people are saying it's hoax, you know, it's 50, 50 with the, the Bigfoot people. Some like half say it's hoax and half believe that he's actually, you know, videotaping them and, through his research, like he has, like <clears throat> he's able to observe them and then, like, like figure out their kind of dynamics and stuff, and he kind of gets into it in there. But 
the documentary shows like footage of them, like they're looking for him and stuff, and like he zooms in with these high powered cameras, and man, they kind of look like <clears throat> I thought I'd be like scary, so I was preparing myself, kind of like like oh man, it's gonna look creepy, but they look like humans, like just with fur on their face. Damn. And they're just kind of like sitting there and like walking around. They look around and stuff. And most of them are just like still shots, like through the woods. He zooms in and looking right at him, like 100, 200 yards away into the um, forest. That's crazy, man. You know, you know what I was thinking about. Like, so anyway, hold on, real quick. Okay. Um. So with that, like, I started thinking. I was like, okay, if they're real, they're like flesh and blood. Then what? Why? Um, yeah. And there's some in in, his, in that documentary he talks about some tribes they have like tri- paintings and drawings in their caves where they're intermingling with them. They're just like another tribe of people type of deal. I was like, what? Kind of like the Neanderthals. Yeah, something. Yeah, like the tall, um, like uh, Goliath. Yeah. Right. The Nephilim. Yeah. Yeah, Nephilim. Um, but anyway, JC, what you were gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say. Well, you, when you were talking about like a former army rank or whatever, yeah, I remember uh, this guy let me read this book. He goes, "Check this out," because I was a native. He goes, "This guy's a native," and this guy was um, he trains those special forces how to basically disappear, like camouflage themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "Your training starts now." And then those come by the time those guys turned around, he was gone. But in that book, he, he was talking about he learned that from his grandpa. Mm. And like, like how to do all that, like how to basically disappear, yeah, in the woods, in the wilderness, and in, in, in you know, like out in uh, nature. And I can't remember. I wanted, I really, really want to tell you what tribe he said he was from, and I can't remember, so I'm not going to say anything because yeah, I don't yeah. want to, you know, just start throwing things out there. But remember, we were talking about like we were a lot of the things that we knew were they were lost. Oh yeah, for sure. So I just like they just kind of triggered that memory about that book, and I was like, they probably know that stuff too. Like, like I don't know what's the. I always ask you this: what's the plural for Bigfoot? Big feet, big foot. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and that's what. So, a question I have, and it's probably a dumb question, but it's like mm-hmm. when we talk about Bigfoot, are we talking about one? Or is there multiple? Oh, I think there's multiple. There's got to be multiple, right? Yeah. That's what that, I would think. And, and, and check this out. There's got to be, like, more than one, like, I don't want to say race, but, like, species. Or one I don't know. Brand? Breed. Like, yeah, or, yeah, breed. Yeah. Because, like, the ones on the on the other side, they say they're white, right? The ones that are hang out in the snow. Yeah. Himalayas. Uh, Yeti. Yetis. I've never even heard of the white ones. Yeah, those are the Yetis. Oh, they call them the Yetis? Yeah. Okay. That's like in Tibetan. Okay. Uh, Himalayas. That's like China? China, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so initially when I when I was young, and then you signed that, um, oh, you guys probably have seen it, that Bigfoot that's walking on the other side of that riverbed. Like, it's just walking and swinging its arms, and it looks back. Um, you guys all seen that one, right? I think that's, that's old. old. That's oh, yeah. 70s. And, and, yeah, that real which, old one? Yeah. 60s, actually. It's 60s, it was yeah. like on a poster? Yeah, yeah. When I first seen that as a kid, they showed that to us. Man, I was freaked out. Like I was like, I knew like something in me told me that that was real. That this wasn't like a 
hoax or anything. There was just something in my being that told me that that was real. Um, and then like all these years, I always, I always thought it was like metaphysical, like it could, you know, it could um, manifest itself yeah. in the physical, but it was mostly a spiritual being just from the stories that I heard and everything. But then this guy makes it seem like they are just like a flesh and blood being. So I was just kind of, I'm really, I don't know. I can't, I don't have like a opinion both ways. I don't know what it is, but I know it's out there. Well, uh, if they are, I would just tell them like, don't get caught. Cause look at what happened to the natives. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. and not not to be funny, but it's like I've been reading this book called Radical Hope. Yeah, it's about the crows, whatever. Yeah, um, but they're talking uh, that they're talking about the chief, and he doesn't talk about what happens after they've moved to the reservation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, and the writer alluded to like maybe you know he was depressed or facing a form of depression, or. Um, you know, because you lose your whole existence, your whole way of life. Yeah. Um, so he didn't like, that's kind of what he alluded. He's like, maybe that's why he doesn't, that's why they don't talk about what happens after captivity. Yeah. Um, because we had our whole nomadic way of life. Um, the Sundance like was actually a revenge dance. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, like all the, all this stuff was like a preparation for war. Like even when war, like it was a game to us and it was really about like, our status in our own tribe. Like yep. we had games within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, how do you, you know, the part that I'm at in the book was like, is he depressed or not? Yeah. You know, and it got me to thinking on a deeper level. I'm like, okay. So if our chief, because I think biblical terms, right? Like yeah, Psalm yeah. 133 says the anointing flows from the head. That's why it's important. The type of leader that you sit under, mm-hmm. you get the good and the bad. Um, <clears throat> but along those lines, I'm like, okay, so, is this why our people, crow people, are facing such a huge amount of depression? Mm. Because we lost our way of life. Mm-hmm. And if curses can be passed down generationally, so can healing, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, God, like, how do we take this information about the depression um, even though it wasn't diagnosed or anything like that, how do we take that and apply it to today? How do we break that as a tribe? Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's kind of where my mind went with reading this book. Yeah. Um, because I want to know, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to know, like, especially not just for myself, but cause I, I battled depression, yeah. you know? Wow, yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm wondering if like, that's something that we inherited from our people that, Came under captivity. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think we definitely did. And from that, you know, a lot of brokenness. Um, <clears throat> springing from that transition. Yeah. And then you introduce alcohol that were given to us. Which is a depressant. The, yeah, through the government rations. Not, I mean, not saying that everyone's an alcoholic, but there is, we're all affected by addiction. Mm-hmm. On the reservation in some shape or form. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that, that our people were very depressed and we carried on and we couldn't practice from 1883 to 1933. We couldn't practice our singing, dancing, prayer, sm- we couldn't even smudge. 
1933, the singing and dancing was allowed back again. Yeah. But there was 50, a 50 year gap there. So I think a lot of songs and stuff were lost. A lot of knowledge was lost. So from 1933 till now, um, we've been able to sing and dance again. And then 1978, the Religious Freedom Act came into play. And then we could start doing ceremonies and smudging and praying and practicing those things and open again. So, <clears throat> yeah, our whole way of life was taken away from us. We were spread out. We were given pieces of land. Say, go be a farmer. Be civilized. Be yeah. like us. Forget your old ways. You know, all that. So, yeah, I can definitely see that our people were very depressed at the beginning of the 1900s. Yeah. Not- you, you know how they got that, though, right? Is they went out and they asked for it. And they were given these things. So you go out and you, you say you fast. And while you're out there, you're fasting. Sometimes you receive visions. Sometimes you get those songs. Sometimes you get those ceremonies. I mean, it, I guess it just kind of depends. And then we, we that's that's how those things were developed. They weren't, we you know, we weren't just sitting out there. Hey, this sounds like a good song. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So my idea, and this is just coming from my point of view or what what I think, is mm-hmm. that we have to go out there and we have to ask again. Mm. Right? We go straight to the source. Yeah. And say, okay, we forgot these things. Now can you teach us again? Mm-hmm. But you have to be in that. I think you have to. You have to be pure. You have to uh, rid yourself first of all of anything that that would kind of corrupt your mind and your spirit, mm. and then you go out there and you can ask. And you might not get it the first time. You might not get it the second time. But people kept going out. They kept doing this. That was like their rite of passage. They did that mm-hmm. as part of their daily or as part of their lives. I won't say daily. I don't think they went out there every day. Yeah. But, you know, that was part of their, their rites of passage, like as, as young men and even women, and maybe even Sundance, you know, and to go through those uh, the ceremonies that they knew. And then they were given, you know, medicine. They were given songs. They were given ceremonies. They were given, they were taught ways how to uh, um, navigate the universe around them. Mm-hmm. And also they learned a lot from nature itself, right? So they went out, they observed, they were quiet, they they just watched and saw like, okay, so this animal does this when it's in trouble, or this animal does this when it needs shelter, or this animal does this when it's hungry, mm-hmm. right? So they, I mean, that's another way that they, so we, you, it's out there, the information is out there, it's never left, I don't think we'll ever have lost it, yeah. just because people don't know, <clears throat> doesn't mean it's lost, Yeah, because the source still remains, does mm. that make sense? Yeah. That makes sense, I guess, <clears throat> but I, <clears throat> but it's like, so I guess like with me, like where my thought process is, is like, yes, God, like the creator is still out there, right? Mm-hmm. But my question is like, okay, if we're a warring tribe, yeah, which we were, we yep. were, war was a game to us, mm-hmm. um, but once we had our land taken from us and we were forced onto the reservation, like our whole existence is gone. Yep. Because we're no longer, everything that we've believed is considered wrong. Yeah. Right? Like we're called like merciless Indian savages or whatever, 
um, in the Constitution. But you look at it, and that's exactly what they did to us. Mm-hmm. Like they killed us off. They they dealt with us savagely. Yep. So as a native, like as a as a crow, it's like, man, if I was to live in that time, mm-hmm. like, bro, I would probably. Like, that would be hard to live with. That would be, like, how we're living now. Yeah. And then now, like, they freaking put us all on this block. Yeah. And we can't go yep. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, why are we going to dance then? Because we, it was a revenge, like, the Sundance was a revenge dance. Mm-hmm. And the Sundance that we do have now isn't our From original. Shoshone. It's Shoshone. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, God was still speaking, but at the same time, it's like we've always been a warring tribe, like, and we did this for war. Mm-hmm. We celebrated, like, even counting coup. Yep. Like, we, like, celebrated all these heroic acts, and that's how a man's status was, you know, mm-hmm. risen. But it's like, but it was all from warring. Mm-hmm. Because that was our whole mindset before. Yeah. Like, the crows were always surrounded by their enemies, Mm-hmm. But they've always been successful in defending their land. Yeah. So it's like, at like our whole being, warriors, is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially after the 1851 Fort Laramie Treaty. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at it, if you look at crows, like we're not as militant mm-hmm. as those tribes that haven't signed. That 1851 Fort Laramie Treaty. Mm-hmm. The Sioux haven't. The um, Northern Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Like they all didn't sign anything with the U- U.S. government. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like even on the streets, in my work, the least militant are the Crows. I'm not saying that we're weak. Yeah. I'm just saying that we laid down our will to fight. mm Spiritually and physically. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are, like, for me, like, that's how significant these situations are. Mm -hmm. Like the Fort Laramie Treaty in 1851. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we didn't just do it, like, we just didn't physically surrender. We also surrendered spiritually. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're not like, so it, it's like, how do we adapt in 2023 moving on forth? Like, how do we carry a new sense of hope with us? Yeah. And it's like doing what we're doing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're sharing experience, strength, and hope. We're sharing our way out of that prison. Mm-hmm. Like, but there has to be a reason, like, for me, it's fighting to be free. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I I feel that like as far as you know, I read this other book. I started reading it and I put it down. I haven't picked it back up. But, um, it's called Medicine Bundles of the Crow or Crow Medicine Bundles or something. But it t- in there it talks about it goes into detail about how our um, sun dances were run. And <clears throat> I started thinking like, okay, how can we adapt this to today? Could be like, um, exactly the same thing fighting for our people to come out of addiction and fighting for that healing, fighting for those kind of things. Um, so yeah, same line of thinking on those. I, I read this 
kind of read this book 10 years ago probably now. Um, <clears throat> I need to find it and pick it back up. But, um, yeah, I'm totally in line with that. How do we adapt these things? Like, how do we adapt and move forward? And like you said, yeah, exactly that. We got to share experience, strength, and hope. We got to, like, kind of what we said, yeah, last week after JC speak on it, like the fostering that that healing. Yeah. We got to foster that healing initially, I think. Has to be that great healing first, um, and then once some of us come out of the fire, we reach back and pull people out of the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, along those lines, I think we have to. I mean, we we're still warriors, but we have to identify who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like for myself, man, my, my I was my own worst enemy. Yeah. Mm. Right, we identify who the enemy is. We come together and we form new weapons. I'm not talking about physical weapons like bows and arrows and knives and you know whatever mm-hmm. else they may have used back then, rifles and stuff. But like education and, and um, talking circles, or you know whatever whatever the case may be. And this right here, this this is a weapon. Yeah, uh, we can use this as a weapon, and the people that are listening to this can use this as a weapon. Right, so we just change the 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 specifics of it, I guess. Rather than fighting other natives, you know, we band together with these natives because now we're all fighting the same enemy anyway. Yeah, right. You know, and it's been oppression, it's been racism, it's been um, you know forced assimilation, loss of our culture, loss of our language, loss of our spirituality. Drugs, alcohol, abuse of any, you know, so many different kinds. I mean, these are the enemies, right? So what do we do? What what, what, what kind of weapons can we form mm. to fight all that? Yeah. Because we're smart. We're resilient. We're, you know, we've made it this far, and I think we can make it a lot farther. We just have to identify these things and then put them into play and then stick together. I mean, I, I think one of the biggest um, problems that, and I'm not going to just stick it on natives, but I see like a lot of people, um, they're divided. That's so the tribalism. It's, it's tribalism. It's tribalism. And, and then there's like, even, uh, even within a tribe, there's us, there's it always has to be us against them. <laughs> I know. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Lots I mean, Lots grass against the world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Valley of the Chiefs versus the world. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's it's there's always got to be this us versus them, and that that can be played out in a healthy way. You know, we can go play hand games, we can play ball, and you know, winner competitively. Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. You know, winner gets to bragging rights for the for the next year or so, or whatever the case may be. But when it comes down to life and death, man, we can't be playing that shit anymore. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And what does he say on uh, Blood In Butt Out? You know. Indians killing Indians, that's what they want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, basically that's yeah, what it yeah, is, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, and all anybody has to do is sit back and watch us destroy ourselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, and I think the, the, those, that generation that was placed on the reservation, I like to pull from their strength as well. I mean, just that resiliency, that determination, because they're different. They had a different mindset than us. Yeah. You know, that was a shitty situation. Yep. And they could have easily, like, gave up and, like, all right, this is the end of us. No. Because they, 
there's remnants of it today. You know, people pray for the unborn. Um, but that's was that their major decisions came down to how is this going to benefit or what's for the unborn. What did you say previously? Like the seven generations? Yeah. So it depends on which tribe you're from. Um, they can go all the way down to seven generations. So they yeah. made their decisions in that manner. Okay, I got to keep that in mind. And that's something that I've adopted. And I, I'm talking with elders in our tribe. Um, the, they're more along the rem. When I say remnants, they pray or make their decisions for the unborn. Talking yeah. about their great-great-grandchildren that they'll never see. Yeah. You know, they talk about, they talk in lines of that. So... Um, that's why I say like anywhere from three to seven generations that, yeah. <clears throat> uh, they made their decisions. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a good topic. All bringing from Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> See, these, these are like, yeah. Good segues. Yeah. Um, no, that's, uh, I would like to read that book and it's interesting too. You, you talked about playing through last week and then this week, cause I just now restarted reading. Um, Planning Coup's book too. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I opened it up and I read the uh, introduction. I put it down. And I was like, oh, I'll pick this back up, you know, in the summertime or something. But yeah, that's my goal this year: is to read that book again. I bought Pretty Shield. I'm gonna read that book again. I'd like to read that book you're reading too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's all beneficial because I mean, practice well, priority. It talks about all these teachings and. I read Planku's book when I was in middle school, and I read it twice when I was in high school. Um, I used it twice for two different book reports yeah. <laughs> for English. Um, but, um, yeah, I just want to reread it because I know probably, like, what you're reading, there's some teachings in there. Yeah. That, especially, like, in this Planku book that I probably overlooked that I didn't even think about, you know, just being a teenager wanting to get the book report done. Yeah. Um, just reading it for entertainment. But there's, you know, probably some teachings that I missed um, that were in these books. Love to go back and read them. Yeah, I think it was like it's amazing because you get a first-hand glimpse at our history. Oh yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always documented them, and we've always passed our stuff down orally, and we've always like, you know, we 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 took care of these teachings and and things of that nature. But it also is like, how do you move forward today? Yeah. Um, what's the solution? You know, yeah. and I, and I think JC hit it right on the head when he was like, "Man, like we don't we stop caring about not not necessarily forgetting who we are, but saying like, hey, man, I don't care if you're a different tribe. Like you're my people, and I support you. Yeah, kind of like how like reservation dogs and yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like you see these big stuff and yeah, like, yeah. all natives, like you know, um, what's had, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah. <laughs> And if you like, some of those old stories, like talking about after Baratia created everything, then he uh, created like Old Man Cout, Chilapa, and uh, the Red Woman, Red Woman, and then he had them go and like kind of create other things, like create warfare and yeah. create tribes, and so I don't know. Those are always interesting to me too. Yeah. Like we were created for something else, but then these other kind of demigods went and. Kind of corrupted everything, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe but, not corrupted, but like taught us different things. Taught us about warfare. Taught us how to make and kill and whatever. Which brings me back to the what question would you ask? Yeah. 
why are we here? <laughs> like, well, that's not, how that started. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good conversation. <laughs> that's what why we just said. Why, why are we here in Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> right Stonehenge. On. I think we're all warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot built Stonehenge with early Indians. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bigfoot built the pyramids because he had the strength. <laughs> all right. Well, DJ, if you're ready. Why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right. We're here in episode 123. Michael Jordan plus a C-note. And we're going to talk about the third Welbrighty tradition, which states all are welcome who are fighting alcohol or other abuses, red, yellow, black, and white. Each individual decides if they belong. And with that, I'm going to open up to the podcast and your favorite Indian to get whatever's hitting you from that third tradition or what's been on your mind when it comes to the third tradition. Take it away. Ha ha. Hey. Uh, oh. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Take off your moccasins. <laughs> Take off. Oh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know what? And <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. And uh, like, so I tried the AANA, you know, your traditional Dr. What is it? What are their names again? Uh, Bob, Bob, Bob and, and Bill, Bill or whatever. Yeah, that was the the big book. But um, I just, I just like it. Just never really clicked with me. It never really, you know, I couldn't. I just didn't. I mean, I got it. I understood everything that they were saying, and they said a lot of good stuff, and I, I learned a lot. But I think, um, like the fellowship wasn't there. There was just something that was always missing, and I know that when uh. When I first went to treatment in Browning, and that's when I was turned on to the talking circles and smudging before everything, you know. Turned on, yo. Yeah. And, uh, shit, I forgot what I said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so that, that that's what I, you know, and then I, I know before that they had this, this uh, White Eagle, there was another one back in 05 that was here. And when I came back, what was it in 13, 14? That's good. Anyway, when I came back here, <laughs> or no, it was 17, 2017. What am I talking about? 1917. Yeah, 1917. I thought it was the same one. Turns out that one way back in 05 stopped, and then he restarted a new one. I thought it was the same one still going. Wow. But, oh, wow. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, like I, I knew there was that. There was there was that here, and I came here, and I was like, yeah, because that's the one I wanted. I wasn't going to go down to these other ones because I never felt like there was always something missing, right? Yeah. And to me, like for me personally, it was like that was home. Yeah. I, I, you know, I could relate to everything that was talked about. You know, I saw people that looked like me and talked like me, and I was just a little bit more comfortable, and and so that's what I wanted. And then... uh Throughout all this, like, I've had people ask me, like, um, 
you know, do you, do you go to self-help and all this now? Oh, I go to talking circle. Oh, what is that? And, you mm-hmm. know, we have to explain it to them, you know. Yeah. It's basically just, it's AA and NA, but with, you know, well bridey, but it's uh, native-centric is how I always say it. Mm-hmm. It's it's centered around uh, our, our traditional and spiritual beliefs. And they always ask me, oh, can only natives go? And I'm like, no, man, anybody can go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm but what I like about that, that, tradition is like it's up to you to decide if you belong because i know natives that don't come here oh yeah and they go out to other a and you know the regular yeah, ones mm-hmm. and they're fine out there and that's great hey oh man, for sure whatever however you get there i don't care i support you yep hell yeah do you but like Ooh. i mean that's that's what i like about that whole tradition is like you decide if you belong there and it doesn't matter you know if you're like like you know he said all those colors but it doesn't matter where you're from, what your background is. Uh, even as a native person, as an indigenous person, there's a lot of people that don't know their culture, mm-hmm. that don't know their uh, spiritual ways. And they kind of have a, like, I, I know some of them have like a, uh, they feel kind of funny trying to come to there. And they're like, well, I don't know nothing about smudging. I never really taught that. And, you know, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And, man, come and check it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you grew up on the res like we did. Or grew up off the res a lot like we did, yeah. kind of you know both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that's what I like about it. That's what I like about this tradition is the fact that you decide. Yeah, and I don't know if they do they like in the regular AA traditions. Do they have something that's similar to that. That 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 particular statement is what I'm talking about. Like you decide if you belong. Do you know or can you uh, remember? I can't remember. I bet you I could look it up. Keep talking. But yeah, so that, I mean, that to me is probably the biggest thing because, I mean, ultimately that's really what it comes down to, right? I mean, you're the one that has to decide, uh, first of all, if, you know, if I even want to do this. And if I do, then where am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? You know, like I can go to 10 different places and experience 10 different things. Yeah. But. It, I guess it's up to you for you to decide, okay, this is where I belong. This is yep. where I want to be. This is where I'm going to get the most out of it. So that to me it kind of, it it's almost liberating in a way to, 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 to say you decide, everybody decides if they belong. So, okay. And if I belong, I, I decide that I belong, then I'm going to be accepted. Right. Cause I mean, that's part of the tradition. Yeah. I agree with that. I think I'll just read this real quick. Uh, the third tradition of AA just says the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. That's all it says. Yeah, that's the one that coincides. Okay. So it's, but I, I mean, I think it's that inclusivity. Is that a word? Inclusion. Inclusion. Mm-hmm. Inclusion. It, that sounds like a the end. Anyway. Carry on. I'm going to start going down the rabbit hole. No, I I think that was dope. Like, and so basically like what I get off of it is like, okay, let me, let me start. So this past year, one of the biggest things that I've learned, especially in my job is that everybody's journey is different. Everybody has their own journey to recovery. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just like all of us, like we all come from different walks of life well, we all suffer from the same disease mm. and, and it's like, okay, 
what I get from this is like each individual decides if they belong. They're saying, hey, we have all these places to drink from. Yeah. If you're thirsty, if you, you know, you're thirsty, you're hungry. We have all these places in the world for you to partake. So the opportunity is there for you, but you decide which one is your favorite, mm. your cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, because we have to realize, too, like not, you know, every cup of tea isn't for us. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if that's a... Um, I you, get it. Yeah, it's but, a, uh, you know... Grandism. Yeah, euphemism. <laughs> but it's like... But we have to learn to stop drinking from every cup that's available. Yeah. Right? But it's like making the decision like, okay, like this is my group and I'm going to invest everything in me, good and bad, into this group. Mm -hmm. All my positives, all my negatives. Yeah. I feel like that's what that last part is saying to kind of go along with what JC was talking about. Like each individual decides if they belong. They're saying the door's open. You decide if you stay or not. Yep. So it ultimately comes down to us making the decision like, hey, I'm deciding that today I'm not going to drink. Or get high. Yep. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what I get from that one. Right on. Yeah. I mean, all good things on uh, on on what you guys said. And for me, that was kind of, um, that was a selling point for me. That was, excuse me, that was where I was like, okay, this is it. This is what's going to work for me when I read that tradition. And even on the initial flyer that I made for White Eagle Talking Circle, um, I look at it sometimes and I laugh, but I put that on there. I said, their tradition and well-briety and wrote it out I'm right in the middle of that flyer to let people know, because that was so profound to me. This is like my favorite tradition in all of the well-briety traditions is that it's up to you to decide because I was so sick and tired of people telling me I had to do ABC and one, two, three or else or else I was so sick and tired of that. And when I read that, I was just like, boom, man, my, my, my felt like my spiritual eyes were open. And I was just like, okay, this is what is going to work for me. Finally, just that welcoming spirit. That's what I just felt when I read that. Okay. This is what's going to work for me. And I was just like, that's what I'm going to push. Is that, yeah, this is here. This is what we're doing. If you want to join us, cool. If you don't, cool, man. If NA works for you, cool. If AA works for you, cool. We're going to be over here doing this. Well, Bridie, these talking circles. Um, and I see natives out there, you know, when I, that first couple of years, I still went to these other meetings and I'd see natives there and I kind of talk to them, you know, afterwards and they'd be like, Hey, I got this, we got this talking circle down here. It's cool. People, natives are coming and they, they would never show up. And at first I kind of took offense. I was like, Oh, I'm thinking too good for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, too good for us. Grassroots Indians. Yeah. Too good for us. Greasy Indians. Uh, <laughs> But then, I, but then you know, again, as I kind of I grew more and walking the red road more, I was like, okay, yeah, that works for them. That that whatever it is outside of the talking circles, outside of well priority, then I took on like kind of what JC saying was like, cool, man, that works for you, awesome, great, keep doing it. 
So I don't want to see you back out there. At the end of the day, that's the goal. Yes. Is that we don't want to see people back going back out. Um, And so that brought me to like, it falls right in line kind of like with the work that I do. And you, you said the word inclusion. And I, I was going to read the definition of that. Uh, the action or state of including or being included within a group or structure. The practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded. And it goes on talking about marginalized populations, people with um, learning disabilities or physical disabilities. But okay, so with that, on the flip side of that coin, on the third tradition, like, we got to be welcoming. Yeah. You know, so I've always taken that on. And whoever walks through that door, hey, what's up, man? Thanks for coming. My name's Josiah. Thanks for coming to the Talking Circle. You ever been to the Talking Circle? And then, like, filled some questions right away. Um, So that's kind of the mind state you got to take on when you're at a Talking Circle just to be very welcoming. Because, like what JC said, gone to AA, gone to NA. I've gone to meetings and nobody says nothing to me. Yep. Yeah. Not one word, not even, a, oh, yeah, it's good to see you. Your first time at AA or nothing. Nobody welcomed you? Nobody welcomed me. Um, even if they had greeters, they'd let me just walk on by and talk to the next person who happened to be white, you know? So, uh, but at talking circles, I felt home. Uh, I haven't been to an AA meeting. I haven't been to an AA, NA meeting in a couple years, maybe three, four years now. But I remember the last time I went, I felt out of place just because I was at that time going to talking circles constantly. And I think that was pre pandemic. We had a talking circle every day and I was going like every day. And then I went to an A meeting in town and I was just like, what the hell is going on here? You know, like I was just out of place. (laughs) I didn't even know what was going on. Like the facilitator started calling on people, telling them to share. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) It was like a packed one, one of the bigger ones in town. Yeah. And, and I mean, nothing against that. I was just, at that time, I was just so used to the structure of a talking circle and then, you know, getting an opportunity to share uh, with, with, the, with the rattle that we passed at ours. But then, like, to have someone sit up there and, like, call on people because <laughs> nobody was talking, that <laughs> uh, was kind of weird to me, different to me. Yeah. Uh, it was outside of my comfort zone. But anyway, so... And then moving along, I think, like, the biggest thing, like, this tradition, uh, I guess, promotes is, like, belonging. Affinity for a place or situation. Belonging is a sense of fitting in or feeling like you are an important member of a group. And I think that's what a lot of the traditions are doing, trying to foster, is that you're part of this group, you're part of this tribe. Um. And that's what I, that's what I push. Um, that's what I push when I was, you know, actively part of the talking circles, and that's what I hope that they're doing now. Yeah, um, is really creating that sense of belonging that everyone's welcome, no matter what. And I know, just like some funny stories, like there used to be this um, individual who's white. And they would come, and every time they came to Talking Circle, they always wore, like, a, like those Walmart shirts with the native and all the animals and stuff on there. 
I want to laugh, but you know, I never said anything about it or <laughs> but it was their attempt to like try to, you know, hey, Hello. I'm down with you guys yeah. you know, type of deal. So I mean ultimately it became like cool to me that I expected them to wear their shirt. Yeah. You know? Cool. Gotta look the part. Yeah. <laughs> Dress gotta, the part. You gotta rear your regalia. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I kind of liked what you said. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go, go for it. Okay, so like I liked what you said when you were <clears throat> kind of like, okay, that's what works for them because yeah. my analogy, I had a, I was in a conversation yesterday with my brother and I'm like, man, you know, like, and I didn't realize it till you were talking, today is March 2nd. Yeah. So my weight loss journey started on March 1st of last year. Oh, nice. 378 pounds. Wow. Dude, I'm under 300 now. Nice. I yeah. So my goal was 100 pounds, and I think I made it to like. <laughs> I did like. <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. Some mech claps for you. Thank you guys. Yeah. But it's like, man, kind of emotional right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, right? It's all but good. it's like it, it's like something like man, I got tired last year of like I'm like man, like I can't just live. After we came back from Kansas City, my daughter won the title. I was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think I was in there, and we recorded, right? Yeah, we called you. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, man, it was in there. Like, I made the decision, like, man, I can't continue to live like this. Mm, mm, And mm. from Kansas City to there, about almost a month later, I was down to, like, 360. So, I'd already lost almost 20 pounds. Yeah. Um. And my goal was to lose a hundred because I really want to get on that lift with my daughter mm. at the dad dad camp. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called again? That uh, glide when you zip go? line. The zip line, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the weight limit on there was like two eighty or something, and I want to get like to two fifty, but it's even gotten even. And it's really not about the the exact weight. Yeah, I just want to be in a healthier place. Yeah. But I was telling my brother yesterday, I was like, man, you know for all my life, like I listened to everybody because I felt like they were more experienced than me and I wanted to learn. I was so eager to learn. Like I would do what worked for them, what worked for you, what worked for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I never considered what worked for me until I made that decision in the hospital. I'm like, man, I don't care what nobody says. I'm going to keep doing it. So at first I would go to the gym and, and I had my sweatsuit on and a couple of the kids would laugh and I would be insecure but then it was like, man, you know what? I'm going to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a month later, man, had one of the kids who had to drop some weight, and he, like, came in. He's like, oh, he asked me the day before. He's like, Randy, you going to wear your uh, sweatsuit tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, because I'm, I'm, I got to lose some. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. I got to drop five pounds, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he, like, caught me by myself. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, okay, cool. Well, this young man went in there, and, and he wore his the next day. All right, and huh? he's not he's not even big, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like he just like need to cut some weight. Yeah. And um but I kept going. And what I found out throughout this past year is like I really enjoy jumping rope. Mm. The lifting weights and the and the running and stuff wasn't for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. like like I've done so many different fitness plans, tried to do this, but like man, I talked to nutritionists, I talked to you know, and, and, and change my relationship with stuff. And I found like what works for me mm. and saying all that, like last night I was coming and drop my daughter off for training. She trains for at least four days out of the week. I was coming to drop her off and I'm like, oh, I'll just run inside, get a drink of water. 
And then I came in here, and I'm in my sandals, you know? (laughs) And then I, for some reason, I pull out my jump rope out of my daughter's bag. And then I ended up just staying. Yeah. So for like two hours, my car is in the middle of the alley with the flashers on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I was just going to go in and drink some water. Yeah. But like, like I said, man, I'm saying all that to say like, I had to learn to fall in love with my own process. Mm, mm, mm. And those of you that are listening today, like, man, your brother's way may not work. Your wife's way may not work for you, but it works for them. Yeah. We have to find what works for us mm-hmm. individually. Does that mean that's, that's kind of what that's saying, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you decide if you belong, Yeah, you decide what you like. I never thought that I would learn to fall in love with jump rope. Yeah. But I'm not kidding. Like, man, when I first started, I couldn't even do like two, three in a row. Like I would just constantly start over. Well, last night when I came after a week off, I freaking just jumped for days. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was surprised myself. I'm like, man, like I'm still going. Yeah. Like, dude, I jumped rope until I literally couldn't jump anymore. Mm. You know, like I, I did like one, like I would get it and then it would be, I would stop again. I try to go. And I just couldn't get past two anymore yeah. because I like did all the jumping. Right. Yeah. But that's what I, I fell in love with my process. I fell in love with what worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, my go-to is like yogurt and fresh fruit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, I had to learn what worked for me rather than, you know, my brother has this man, he goes and he meal preps. Like I have friends that meal prep. I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that's what works for them. What works mm. for me is my yogurt, my fresh fruit, mm. mm-hmm. my jump rope, you know, going for walks in the morning, mm. things of that nature. Yep. And it hasn't been like, but in finding my own journey, like I still made progress, man. I'm like 80, 90 pounds down. Right I think now. when I was in San Francisco, I hit 90. Yeah. You know, and I haven't been under 300 in so long. Yeah. But it's like. I'm happy I didn't reach my goal, but I'm happy that I'm closer today than I was last year at this day. Mm, mm, mm. And that is like a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. You know, 90 pounds. That's like 80, 90 pounds. Like it's, it's not like I just had one of my coworkers in his office and he's like, are you losing weight? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, like I'm not doing it for that. But I'm starting to get inspired because people notice that yeah, change, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Thank you guys awesome. for listening. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, that's, man. That's great. That's a, that's an awesome story. I mean, and it fits so well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and then like mm-hmm. uh, when you're talking about, you know, being self-conscious about your, your, uh, your suit or your, yeah. And then somebody, then later on, uh, somebody younger than you says, okay, I'm going to start like when we let our light shine, we yeah, unconsciously give others permission to do the same. Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's so just so much in that story right there that we could unpack and like, you know, man, that's that's an awesome thing. And but I but I the one thing that I I would say too is like everybody's everybody has their own way, but during that during your journey, you did not cut corners. Yeah, you no. didn't say okay, well maybe I could slide on this or maybe I could fudge on that. No, you had a way, but you also, you didn't cut any corners. You said, okay, this is my goal. This is how I'm going to achieve it. Now I have to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, because, because like as addicts, 
we're always trying to find the easy way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, we just, it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, we have to be able to push ourselves. We have to go like you're, you're talking about like, you don't, you didn't run. You didn't like to do the lifting weights. I don't like to run at all. It sucks. I, I don't like it. <laughs> but you know, like when we're playing ball, and he probably noticed it, like when we're playing ball up at the gym up there, yeah. and I'm running all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But I, and I, then I don't realize, you know, I don't really realize it because I'm doing something. Do, in my mind, I'm doing something else. I'm playing ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't, you know, generally don't just stand there. I would try to run and cut and go back and forth, and whoever's guarding me is like, "Oh man, this guy's gonna run all over the place." <laughs> so yeah, I, no, I just stand there and watch you run around <laughs> <laughs> when I have to guard you. <laughs> but it's way different, though, huh? But yeah, but but see, like like that like that mindset, right? Like if if somebody said, "Okay, you have to run two miles that way," I'd yeah. be like, oh, shit. <laughs> "Really?" But hey. if they said, "Oh, you know what? Just these last couple of three, four pickup games, you ran two miles," I'd be like, "Really?" You know, yeah. so it's it's like that mindset, like what is your mind focused on? What are you yeah. focused on and what are your goals or what are you trying to achieve? Because then it becomes, it's like inspired action. It's not work. Yeah. I said that before. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I could do this all day and then pretty soon, you know, you're like, holy cow, I'm still going. I'm still jumping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like that's that's how I get to like when I'm, on, when I'm ever playing ball. Like, man, I've, I've been running around this whole time. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Just having fun and, you know, just trying to get out there and just, you know, just get a little bit of exercise, have fun with the boys, shoot around, whatever. But my mind is not focused on the actual running part of it. That running part of it just happens to be a part of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, you know, and and again, going back to that, you know, trying to cut corners, like I could, I could say, okay, well, I'll just run over here real quick. And then I'm going to run over here. Yeah. But, you know, like mm-hmm. that, it, it, to me, that's not, to me, and I'm yeah. just saying me, like if I'm out there playing ball, like I have to move. I have to move around. I have to, you know, I'm going to get the most out of it. Yeah. But, you know, and that goes with anything. Um, anything that you set your mind to, you can't, you can't cut corners. You have to go full, you know, both cheeks, as we always say. You can't yeah. half-ass yeah. anything. Both <laughs> cheeks. But they're separate or apart. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say just now. Are they together or separate? They're together, I keep telling you. <laughs> together forever. Like the uh what are coneheads? But but yeah, but I mean like that that story that you just shared with us, that's I mean, that's a really awe inspiring story because you said, Okay, I I'm gonna do what, I'm gonna keep doing what works for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, like you, you probably didn't even realize it maybe halfway or you know during during that time you're like okay I'm just going to keep doing what works for me I'm going to keep eating these things that I feel like like I'm comfortable eating and doing it my way and then you look back and you think man that was like 100 pounds ago yeah yeah and then all That's of awesome. a sudden it's like damn Randy you look pretty you looking sexy today yeah <laughs> you know it's good though mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean but but like in the moment like you didn't ever say okay well man today I could eat a whole pizza or, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. Like, I'm going to go back to these habits mm. that got me there in the first place. No, you're like, I'm going to stick to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing that we, nobody, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's important to mention that because like I said, as addicts, man, we're always trying to find an easier way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a hack I can do that'll, 
you know, make me lose ten pounds real quick. Yeah. But like yeah. I like you know, when we all we all know that something that comes easy isn't good and anything that's good probably wasn't gonna come easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good story. Thank you for sharing that with uh, us. Yeah. How do you no, keep I'm it inspired up? now? Yeah. I'm inspired. And that was the out. thing, like one of the biggest things was like you know, like not cutting corners, but like learning my relationship too with, with food was like I'm not going to feel bad if I get the combo meal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would still have a burger, but what I would do is, like, I'd eat the burger, and I wouldn't eat the fries. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't get the soda. I would get something else. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. just having that healthier relationship with what I was eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would be, I would get to this point. Oh, sorry. But I would get to this point of, like, Oh, I had a burger. I had a burger. I might as well eat these fries and then get the large drink. Yeah, yeah. And which is, you know, that's fine. But I would do that every meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to be like, okay, like I have this burger, and I'm not going to eat the whole fries, and I'm not going to get the soda. So it's like just picking the healthier option. Yeah, yeah. Even like we went to a. My daughter had a boxing match somewhere, and all they had was like a little market store. And we went in there and we looked and man, there was nothing healthy in there. Yeah, yeah. And we like looked around, looked around, and man, we found a couple packets of tuna. Yeah. And some hard boiled eggs. Mm. And that's what we ate. Yeah. But it's like going in there and having little to no option. Yeah. Still found something healthier. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's not like that every time, but it's like you make progress. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's just like that with recovery. Mm-hmm. And weren't weren't you just wasn't it you that was just now saying like we not not to put too much any onto those kind of like decisions like okay I decide to have uh, the burger but then all of a sudden you think oh my god I had a burger and I can't uh, you know like really trying to beat yourself up I mean it's a burger right yeah I mean man burgers are good but then not mm-hmm. putting like mm-hmm. too much um, emotional investment in that decision. Yes. Just saying, okay, well, I had a burger. I'll let it pass. You know what? Tomorrow I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And Because I think that, like, if we're, if we're thinking of it from a addiction standpoint, and then we start thinking, oh, well, man, I really felt like using today. And then, oh, oh, and then uh, the intrusive thoughts, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Trying to kick that out of there makes it just keep coming back. Yeah. Right? And so I think that, that, like, you just kind of touched on it. Like, okay, so I, I'm not going to beat myself up over having a burger. You know what? I'm not going to add the fries with it. So, you know, that's that's like. Compromise. Like, yeah, that's that compromise, but that's also that balance, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to balance everything out. Yes. And and I think on a subconscious level, you're, it's, it's like your emotions and your, your thought process is balancing themselves out too. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. by making that decision. Yep. And then not saying, like, oh, my God, I had a burger, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I can't, I can't have that, I can't do that, I can't. And then just basically denying yourself. Yeah. Um, and that never works. That, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, that never really. Trying to shame myself into not doing what I want. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, it like, you go back, like, mm. man, remember the, our mm. first Sunday, right? Remember when we went and we all played ball? Yep. Like, I was gassed not even halfway through that game. I think it was, like. Once or twice up and down the court. Me too. <laughs> like, <gasps> you know? Yeah. And then the last time I went, it's been a while now, but the last time I went, I was able to run like two games before. 
You know? Oh, right there. There's your timer, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you turned that back on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I see that. Um, I just had that thought. Oh, what was it? What was it? Man, I just escaped me. But um, one of the things that you guys were talking about reminded me of, like, okay, early on in recovery, it seems so difficult and hard. Man, I remember for myself, I was like, I'm shooting for this 90 and 90. And it was like, ah, oh, that first week, I was like, okay, I got it done. But, man, that sucked, man, going here and there. And, uh, all right, I'm going to do it again this week. Boom, boom, got that done. And then after, I think it was like, um, even like psychology says, you want something to become a habit, you do it for 21 days. Yeah. Um. So then anyway, got through that third week. And then, I, then after a while, you know, I quit thinking it was hard or difficult or, you know, going out of my way. It just became what I did. Yeah, kind of like what you're saying, um, showing up and working out. It just be, it's just what you do now, where yeah. you had no intention of working out, but you just popped in just to check it out, grab a, grab some water and head out, and you ended up staying two hours and doing jump rope. Yeah, um, that's just like very parallel with like recovery. Come on, man! You know, just very parallel. <laughs> like, just get out there and do it. Yeah, like. Find a group, go to meetings, and then, like, that part, that piece of, like, you decide if you belong. That's just further empowerment for yourself. It's like, is this working out? Is this, like, you know, that mindfulness? Um, okay, I'm hanging out with JC and Randy. Should I be hanging out with these guys? Are they good for me? Yeah. Are they steering me in the right direction? Yes. Okay, I'm going to continue to hang out with them. Uh, just that mindfulness where we didn't practice that before. Prior to the Red Road, I would say we were like, I was on autopilot. I get that urge to drink, and I thought it was just, oh, man, I shouldn't even be thinking this way. Then I would be like, oh, it's inevitable. I'm going to go drink. But now I got the tools. You yeah. know, I get the urge to drink. I'm going to be like, no, nah, I don't play that tape all the way through. Where does it take me? Yeah, it takes me to a place where I'm all by myself and I'm drinking a half of a gallon of vodka every day and that's all I want to do. That's my primary focus and I don't give a shit about anybody else or anything. Do I really do I really want to go there? No. Okay. That urge to drink. Bye Felicia. Let that go. And early on it's hard. But like you said now like yeah. along with your story, it's just, it's just what we do now. Yeah. It has to be done. Yeah, it has to be done. And that's what we do. We got our tools now. Yes. We're not digging in our bags of tricks. Oh, man. Tricks are for kids. That's right. And she should know she has six of them. Do <laughs> 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 you know what that's from? Or that movie Players Club? Oh, man. Or that, uh, <laughs> that, um, what was it? That female entertainer's name was Trixie or something. Yeah. Next to the stage, Trixie. She should know she's got six of them motherfuckers. <laughs> tricks are for kids. <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> and I was just laughing though because I read I saw a meme on social media today and it was like native I think it was a native that native thing, but it was like she has four and I got zero heck no, something like that, you know? <laughs> she has four to my zero heck no. Something uh-huh. like that. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hold on now, hold on. I like the one that I seen it said um 
Sometimes you just have to take somebody's baby mama and live happily ever after. Oh, <laughs> oh. ouch! That could be said the other way too. Take somebody's baby daddy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> oh man! Any closing words on third tradition? No, sir. Oh, it's real good. It's real good. Cut one and that. Real good one. So we're entering March Madness. Any um? Oh man, did you see uh? What Arizona? Oh man, that was oh, I was pissed, bro. When I seen that, first thing I thought of was you. I was like, oh man, JC's very pissed. Oh, they just let him shoot it too. Yeah, they just let him shoot it like he was gonna miss. Yeah. Oh man, it it was funny too because my dad texted me and uh. I, I just happened to be flipping through the channels. I didn't even know they were playing, and I found it. I started watching it. It was like the first half. Yeah. And then uh, he texted me. He said, hey, they're playing on this channel. And I was like, yeah, I'm watching it right now. And he was in Vegas. Oh, dang. Yeah, so he I don't know if he was actually watching it. And I said, I'll let you know how it goes. Because I figured he probably wasn't sitting there watching TV. I mean, I wouldn't be right, yeah. if I was in Las Vegas. But anyway, sitting there watching that game, and I can't – oh, I was doing something else. I – I was just, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was kind of watching. And I was like, man, these guys need to pull ahead now. They, they just letting them hang around. They're letting them hang around. Yeah. And, man, wouldn't you know it, at the freaking, they were down by two. And then uh, ASU inbounded the ball and didn't even go, like, maybe three quarters of the court. Threw it up there and then, boom. Oh, ah, snapped it. Off one foot. Yeah, off one, one foot. foot. When was that, today? No, it was like two days ago. Okay. Yeah, 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 oh, man, I was pissed. I started, just like he said, too. Yeah. You just let him shoot it like, man. Man, they didn't guard him. Yeah. Damn. They just let him go. It's like, get a, just free and clear. He ain't going to make it. Because uh, I watch Sports Center every night. I try to watch Sports Center oh, before I crash out. And that was like one of the first highlights they shown. And I was like, that was my first thought. I was like, they just let him shoot it. They didn't even guard him. What the hell? Because I remember watching him and he started going like that. And I was like, there's nobody in front of him. And I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, guard him, guard him. Do something. Get in his yeah. face. You know, stop him. And man, he, as soon as he threw it up, I thought, oh. Oh, crap. <laughs> and, I, and then my, I don't know, like it's in the air. And I'm like, yeah, he's not going to make it. Bong, yeah. But still. But so no. He wish. freaking swish. Snapped it. Oh, uh, shoot, man. If I had something, I would have threw it out. And it TV. was at the Wildcats. Yeah, home it was court. in Tucson. Wow. Yeah, it was on their court. So. In Tucson. But I knew. I kept watching it, and I was like, man, they're just letting them hang around. They're letting them hang around. And every time they've done that all this year, they lost. Yeah. It's not putting them away. Yeah, just not putting them away. Yeah. yeah. That's probably it. ASU's only goal this year was beat the Wildcats. Yeah, um, that, 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 that's, that's, the, that's their state championship. Yeah, you know, like that's how it is, huh? When you're not, don't have a very good team, you're like, we got to be in our rivals. We got to beat the rivals. That's the state it. rivals, yeah. Yeah. So that's like. Any teams you guys are kind of, um, that's on your radar that you think will go far into the tournament? But well, see that being said, man, like that happens a lot to like a lot of the yep the yep. higher ranked teams. Yeah, those first first two rounds, there's always those man upsets. Yeah, you know, you're gonna man. get a Loyola. It's anybody. You're gonna game, be a Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen seed gonna go all the way, make it to the Sweet Sixteen or thirty two round. I so think it's tough. 
Yeah, that's what I like to see is just like these small teams being yeah. the, you know, the powerhouses. Yeah. Man, I just hope, oh, but don't happen to Duke. It's happened before where we're like a 2-3 seed and we got beat by like a 14 seed yeah. in the second round. I did notice that, uh, what is it, Pitt is on top of the ACC, aren't they? Pitt. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I, I think they got the best record. Um, yeah, it's always like some team like that's not even like ever made any highlights or the sportscasters never talking to talking about them like a Virginia or Villanova. It always makes it to like the final four. Yeah. You know, the spoiler. Yeah. My favorite, like aside from Duke winning the national championship, I think about four or five years ago, remember Villanova came down and beat North Carolina with a three. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I watched no. that game. Michael Jordan's right there. Courtside. I felt bad for him, but I was I was screaming. I watched that game. I was <laughs> screaming at the TV. I was like, yeah, yeah, mother fathers, yeah. <laughs> so, mother fathers. As far as, like, if you if you ask me to say, do I like any team going into March Madness, I'm going to have to say no. No team, huh? I mean, nothing. nobody stands out because, like, we've seen it all year, man. Like, it's anybody's game. It's one and done in that tournament, too, so. Yeah, that's some- I think there's some, you know, some sleepers in there that are going to be, like, that's not on anybody's radar. Like, I know, shout out to Reverend Mulberry, the Fighting Illini. Yeah. That's a squad. So I, I tune into them whenever they're on. I think they they get it together. They can make a good run, Fighting Illini. I like that squad. Yeah. They got some They got some good players. I mean, everybody got good players, but I just like their chemistry on their team when they're flowing. Yeah. So I'd say watch out for the fighting in line. Even though they got cultural appropriation and, <laughs> <laughs> and stereotypical imagery. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But oh. no, um, yeah, those guys are definitely going to be rooting for Duke. Um, I think yeah, it's going to be a big showing from from the big conferences. We're going to get those those 16 four, 10 through 16 seeds, someone's going to make it to Sweet 16, Elite 8. I don't know who that's going to be, but definitely going to happen. Always does. Can't wait, though. It'll be fun watching. Hey, yeah. we're going to have to fill out brackets, and we're going to have those bets going. Yeah, we're going to have to have them on here. How about you guys want to put down? So there's, all right, oh, well, well, I guess we can figure this out later on, but yeah. what, what do you mean put down? Like I think for brackets, let's put down some money. Just like five, ten bucks a bracket. You can fill out as many brackets as you want. Maybe up to two or three brackets. One yeah. point for the first round. Two points for the second round. Three. Yeah, we'll go on like that. Yeah. 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 We'll go two, four, six, eight. Okay. Who do we appreciate? <laughs> Me, me, me. <laughs> aggressive. Be aggressive. Did you guys see that one guy in that Phoenix Suns get up? Uh-uh. What did he do? Man, now I got to find it. <laughs> what did he do? Oh, so he's doing that. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. He's like this native guy, bro. Is he? Yeah, he's like, he's he's a dad. He has his kid filming him and stuff. Oh, but yeah. he's like doing like cheers and everything. Like, <laughs> that, here, him and his wife are like, you know, his wife, like at the end of the thing, that they just bust out laughing. Yeah. Like, it's funny, bro. I know. I say that to my daughter and she's like, that's cringeworthy. <laughs> cringeworthy. Uh. Yeah, that's cringe. Oh, man. <laughs> 
So, yeah, with that, um, so I think that's a good place to close out. Yes. Yes, it is. Episode about one, two, time. three. One, two, about three. Hey, time. so all our listeners all over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you do, walking the red road. And to our unspoken words disciples, please keep spreading unspoken words gospel, Billy Graham style. Wichita. Wichita. Be good to yourselves. Yes, yes. And don't drink whatever you do. Shit, don't drink, man. Whatever you do, just put the bottle down. Whatever you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, all right, then, Shinook. What's up, Holler at your boy? This is your favorite Indian, JCB. Hey, yo, it's Randy B, aka Pod Gotti. Yo, Josiah Mo Fire, aka Mo Hugs, Not Drugs. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>